0: Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, your weekly automotive podcast hosted by two rather uninformed enthusiasts. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm Sam from the YouTube channel scene to glass I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales, And you can watch us each week on YouTube. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most podcast players. We hope you enjoy the episode. Now, you may have heard our postcard from LA last week, our little 10-minute teaser for the future LA content. In that episode, I was like, stay tuned. The full episode's coming real soon. Well, it's a week later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, I I don't want to say we've signed ourselves up to too much, but it almost feels like that. We basically have not stopped since we've got off the plane, which is the right way to do it. But finding time to sit down and do an episode has been tough.
1: I'm going to go back to work next week and have a rest. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Genuinely. Yeah. It's been flat out. But um, also as we said in our little teaser last week, we wanted to make sure that we sort of had enough to talk about and to really get into things. And and the first couple of days we were just headless chickens and I don't think we'd really kind of grasped what was going on. And, no. And and, and then there then was the auto show, which is what we're going to kind of really be talking
1: a lot about today. Yeah. We and didn't want to preempt that. No. And not a lot, of, not everyone sees this, but not just us talking to camera and filming videos. We both do run businesses while we're doing this as well, by the way, on a hugely different time difference. Sam has sponsors and different people he has to get back to. And, you know, he's seen through glass channel. He's a proper business. As you all know, I've got businesses to run back at home as well. So, yeah. We, it's we, just we, been a lot. We're, we're not trying, complaining. We're, we're just trying, trying to, to juggle. Well, we're trying to justify why we're late. <laughs> we, ne- we,
0: we never like a late upload. You can tell we're feeling a bit guilty, yeah. a bit down on ourselves, but we, we're just going to apologise and we hope, we hope this episode at least is going to make up for it. Um, but we, be, we have been making some really cool content for the main channel. Um, yeah, so we went to the auto show. I'll be honest, we really went, well, we were working with them, but we went for Porsche. <laughs> if we're like on an enthusiast level, that's why we were there, right? If we're being honest, yeah. Yeah, if we're being really honest, which, you know, know, maybe on other platforms we won't be that honest. (laughs) On Instagram, I was there for the Dodge (laughs) section. (laughs) But here on the podcast where we are painfully truthful, we went to check out the Porsche stand. But we did see some interesting cars, mate. We saw some amazingly interesting cars. Actually, we do have a lot to talk about, and we will come back to it. But can we just dive into Porsche? Because I got overexcited.
1: Yeah, you do that, though. (laughs) That's my (laughs) Oh my God! Look at that! Just another nine eleven, Sam.
0: Oh, that's another rarity. By the way, did you see the seven eighteen style edition in the corner? Did you see that the Kevin a- Cayman, Cayman Cayman style edition? The, the crayon, the car. crayon one. Yeah, what's that about? No idea, mate. That was weird, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it's a like bit a of a rarity. It's weird. I, like it's not very. I don't think of it as being a very Porsche thing. It's like a Lambo thing. It's basically, like I was put a stripe on it, and it's not, it's got some nice options. We'll call it the
1: style edition. Mm. I wasn't a fan of that at all. No. Uh, there was some... No, I won't say it. You're being very... You are right over there. Yeah, I'm fine. No, no, I'm not going to say it because uh, you keep going, mate, and I'm going to inject. <laughs> inject? <laughs> interject in- interject
0: <laughs> so you can inject that that does happen here in la but All i don't think while. we should do it i don't think we should do it on the podcast no. inject uh okay well look you're weird and <laughs> maybe you're having a little bit of a senile moment so let me just dive in and yes you can interject as and when you need to let's kick things off with the elephant in the room the 9-11 dakar yeah So I think by now, I hope by now, if I've done my work correctly, my main channel video on the Dakar would have gone live. Um, So therefore, all of you should know about that car because, well, heck, that video went out a week after the car actually got launched. And I know from sitting here right now, there's been a ton of media articles about it. It's been shared all over social media. So if you don't know about that car, just to recap, it is... A lifted Carrera 4 GTS uh, fundamentally. And it's celebrating the 1980s 9 uh, 11 uh, Rothmans Paris Dakar rally car, a very cool thing. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like I need to go into what the car is, if you want. We all know what it is. Yeah, I think you all know what it is. So let's discuss whether it's, does it have any point? So that was the question I asked in my video. Like, is it a pointless car? Like, have Porsche just created it for collectors because they knew they would have people who would buy it? Like, what? tell me your thoughts about the 911 Dakar. Did you
1: answer your own question in the video or did Probably, you? Probably, but I want to know your thoughts. Right. Uh, I think it's a marketing gimmick. And uh, for most, 95% complete waste of time. Just get yourself a career of four GTS. Did you think it looked better in the flesh than on photo? I did, and I told you that yeah. yesterday. I said it does look it does look cool, and it doesn't look better. And I and I understand the appeal. I understand why people would want it, but what do you want it for?
0: Well, so okay, that's what I was going to ask you. You say you understand why people would want it. Why would people want it?
1: Well, I don't want it, mate. But that that's the question I'm asking. What would in my head? That's what I'm saying. Ninety five percent of people. What do you want it for? It's a nothing car. Like, what is it? I think 99% of people, who, who out there, and apart from
0: the legend that is Brock, i.e. at 996 road trip, who out there is sitting around looking at their sports car, whether it's a 911 or a hudder gun, Going, I just wish that, I just wish I could take it off road easier. What does he do with that, with his cars, that lad? Uh, Brock 996 Road Trip. Yeah. Basically he lives in it. He's got the roof tent on his car and he just genuinely loves the wilderness. So he literally goes out camping with his car and he goes on big adventures and he does live predominantly off road, it seems, you know, Uh, he's a great, great guy, fascinating guy. And he just loves camping and wilderness and adventures. And And, where does he live in the world? uh, North of here. Right. So, yeah, uh, above us. Uh, Oregon? I get confused with my states. But yeah, but tra- he lives...
1: But he travels.
0: Yeah, he drives around, right. drives, moves around, but that that's where he's based. And he just genuinely loves it. But I think maybe he's inspired some others, but probably they were inspired by him. Without him, how many people were taking their 911s seriously off-road? Like, okay, it's a handful. It's a handful of people. Yeah. Uh, but fundamentally, I don't think many modern Porsche customers were going, oh, I just, you know, I just... We-. So... So Porsche woke up and went, right, this is becoming an Instagram trend that we should be jumping on. like Because they're not the only ones. We, we've got to talk about the Hurricane Starato.
1: Yeah. Which, is that out now? Has that been announced? Well,
0: I is think, that- I think I don't know who was fighting. I don't know if Porsche were trying to get the jump on Lambo or Lambo were trying to get the jump on Porsche, but I think they have announced it.
1: I'm sure they're not the same money, though. I'm sure they're different money, though. I'm sure the Lambo would be more money than that car. And in my mind, it's a different
0: prospect.
1: Worse. What, like... A mid-engine Lamborghini off-road, why? Yeah. At, le- at least a 911 has got a bit more of a shape to it, and you can jack it up more, I mean... And a history and, I mean, uh, that they're celebrating. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the Lamborghini is a full-on slammed supercar. I mean, what um, is that? And what's their history of taking mid-engine supercars off-road? Yeah.
0: I mean, so... So why do these cars exist? That, and that that is my continued question. I think I I did answer. I the things that I said was I don't want to knock Porsche for doing it because it's kind of cool that they have. Like, you know, like we shouldn't not encourage manufacturers to make out their wild cars. We often speak about the fact that most manufacturers are dulling their cars down, making them more and more bland, more and more accessible, and more and more like each other. So for a brand like Porsche to go out and build something as wacky and wild and pointless as the
1: Dakar I think is great that I'm all for well, but from the from the brand's point of view from a money making business point of view it's genius because they've got everything there mate everything is there suspension chassis it's a parts bin isn't it it's, it's, it's a parts bin car yeah, yeah. it's a little bit like the Carrera T <laughs> No, no, it's it, it's a way to knock me when I'm down. <laughs> it's a it's, it is a parts bin car yeah. that they've made. It hasn't cost them any more money to make, really. I wouldn't fault than a Carrera S, essentially a bit more, but not huge amounts. And it's going to be double the money. It's so a Carrera S. It's genius. I'm sure there'll be some
0: well-read uh, audience members or some uh, en- enthusiastic audience members who will tell you you're wrong. Who will say well, that they can they're tell ha- what they
1: like? <laughs> they're the facts, mate.
0: Because we did. Do you remember we saw those guys out on the stand putting their fists through the
1: air vents? And yeah, things? there'll be some development costs, of course, but. You know, there'll be some there's some R and D and stuff like that. And but some of the bumpers are a bit more unique. And yeah, but mate, in general, everything is there. Yeah, they haven't no, got nah. dis- they haven't got design nothing. They haven't spent twenty five years seeing whether the windscreen wipers go that way. So, with all due respect, audience, I really care what you think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you never have, mate.
0: No, I, I am with you. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm just pointing out that there were some people on that stage who were acting like this was the m- mechanical engineering marvel of the century. I mean, they yeah. were looking at it in such an amazing way. So my question: I, I, I don't question Porsche. I don't. I don't question why Porsche have done it. Me too. My question is: Who buys it? Apart from, I'm a Porsche collector. I want one of every single one they make. I'm on that list. I'll take it because it's a thing.
1: Which is also fair enough. Because who are we to tell someone what? They are entitled to buy, or and how they drive it. If they just want to look at it, because that's what they've decided to do. That's up to them.
0: No problem. A- absolutely. But my question is, yeah, who who wakes up aside from me, by the way? And we'll come back to this. Who wakes up and goes, "Oh, I really, I really want that car. And I, I want of all the 911s, the one that I
1: want is the one that goes off road. The The interesting question for me would be, first of all, you wake up and think, I want that car, because quite a lot of people will want it, but all for different reasons, mate. The real question is, is I want that car because I'm going to Finland in the snow. Sick. I'm going to Africa. Sick. In a, uh, you know, safari. Great. Whatever. Or I'm going uh, to Dubai and the sand dunes. Fantastic. Perfect. Great trips. But perfect. Sounds like drive the world 2.0. <laughs> Carry time. on. Yeah. But if you're going to drive around nights breaching it and not use its capabilities at all, again, who, who am I to tell you what to do with your car? It's up to you. No problem. But um, it's pointless. Yeah,
0: and that's it. And Just I think get a normal nine eleven. It will sell out. It's a Porsche. There's it enough people know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, according to Porsche Guildford, not quite yet. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll come back to this. Um, so yeah, so that's the thing. You know, they're only making only, making two and a half thousand units, which is actually quite a lot. It is quite. A so lot they've one. obviously got the confidence that there'll be enough people out there, and I think there are enough Porsche collectors that will buy it. But yeah, that's my question, is, is is did the world need off-road sports slash supercars? Probably not, but I applaud the fact that they've been created, and for the one person, and Brock, I'm looking at you, 996 road trip, or at least I'm looking at myself in the mirror, for the one person who gets either the Lambo or the Dakar, and actually goes on big adventures and does cool stuff, then I'm all for it. I think it would be great if Porsche announced that they were entering into some kind of event that had some kind of history you know so that they were had some factory supported team or something and so that or there was, it was a, a
1: allegation car or something yeah like that. that there was yeah.
0: something a bit more serious about it i personally find the interior a massive letdown well, it's the same as any other nine eleven? It literally, it's a it's a GTS lightweight package. It's there's nothing else apart from a nine eleven Dakar badge. I think they could have done something more heritage spec. I think they could have uh, thought more through it. Like it, I just think the interiors just really is a letdown. Um but that's all.
1: That's most
0: 911s in general, mate. But not the uh, sport classic. Beautiful interiors.
1: Well, uh, that's one out of how many different models are 911. You're getting they're all the same. But All the same. Even the GT cars. They're all you, the same. You can't do much as, was
0: more my point because okay they're all the same layout wise but for example let's say you've got a standard GTS you can option a lot more different leathers and colours and two tones and materials at, at the moment on the configurator at least and maybe they're going to unleash more but I don't think so. It's literally black race tech. Or if you go for the rally edition, I keep calling it the heritage livery, but I think it's the rally livery. Then you can have some blue in there. But that's literally it. There's the two options. Nothing else. Race tech—that's a disaster for all the dust and sand. That's all going to get everywhere. So why wouldn't you have some cool wipeable material or something like that? I'm not saying change the design of the
1: interior, but just offer cool, unique options. But that's the same with all the GT cars, mate. Apart from stitching and seat belts. You can't really do anything if you're on GT cars. In the UK, you can't. But no. with the Touring, you can do lots, especially outside the, outside the UK. Well, with the Touring, what can you have? You can have Alcantara or Leather.
0: You can no, 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 no. At, at the start, when Touring was first offered, but also outside of the UK at the moment, you can have all different kinds of colours. Yeah. Not only different kinds of materials, but different kinds of colours. So you can have truly unique and bespoke interiors. And that's what I wish they'd done. They just said, even if it's just a colour or, or something that was just here's something unique about the interior, even the bloody Carrera T, which we should come on to, you know, you just get those pulley door handles from the GT products and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So, you know, that, that that's all that I felt let down by. But yeah, 178, 180 grand, basically. Um, uh, plus is options. Yeah, plus options, especially if you want the um, rally edition, whatever, and the roof and all that kind of stuff. So it's a basically going to be a 200 grand car. Yeah. Um, to be fair, though, I spec'd one up and it was 100 and... 80, I think. So maybe it's not going to be a 200 grand car. There's not a lot that you can add to it, basically. Okay. That's even with paint samples. sample. So it's not a lot you can do. Okay, um, but uh, but yeah, 2,500 units. I did I did measure to Guildford. I did measure to Porsche Guildford. And I said, look, I'm aware, 2,500 units worldwide, you're going to have very few of these cars. And, and I was already lucky enough to get a GT3. I don't want to push my luck. But should no one want this car, I'm open to the conversation. <laughs> because uh, I would get it and I would... Take it to all kinds of places. Yes, yeah. I, I just think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Would I have it as well as a GT3? No, but this would be, I guess, as a GT3 replacement at some point. Because I imagine, when will that car turn up? They say spring 23, but unlikely. I'm mean, just going to be summer. No, it's going to be too quick to replace the GT3 anyway. Look, let's see if the car gets offered to me. Then I'll have to think. But cool bit here. Um, so I'm a, f- I'm a fan. I know you're, you're not really. So let, let us know below, comment section, if you're watching
1: here it's on not YouTube. That I'm not a fan, mate. I mean, I'm a fan of all Porsches. I like, I like Porsches in general. It's just. For me, for me personally, what is it? What's it for? Well, it's, a, it's For the mass, it's a bit of
0: a pointless car. Yeah, no, fair enough. Well, from one pointless car to potentially another, first time
1: for both of us seeing the new 3RS in the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's what I expected, mate. It's all wings and gills and... More or less dramatic than you thought? Um, no, more or less. It's, it's what I expected. You spent as soon as I spent my life in the previous one. They're all very familiar, aren't they? You get in them and it's all the same. It's all samey, samey. Um, I stripped out 911 with some toggle buttons on the steering wheel but and some more aero, but basically it's what I had before. Important to say that we saw these cars inside quite a
0: stale environment. I mean, it's a convention centre and quite a dark room with a lot of people. It was very dark. I actually think it was... I think it was prettier than I thought it was going to be in the flesh. You do notice all the winglets and the gills and all these things like that. But all the lines, all the lines mm. from photos. I was like, this thing is wild. It's a cup car, but in the flesh, I was like, uh, actually, this is a prettier car. It's still like, just like, what the hell is going on? And I despise the semi-exposed carbon fibre on the bonnet. You said that. Either paint ago, it yeah. or just have it all exposed carbon no, I fibre. I don't think
1: you can. I think if you... if it's You definitely a, can paint it. You can definitely paint right, it. Right, yeah, but that's a non-Vizac car. So if you want the Vizac package, you have to have it like that. Mm. So if it's a non-Vizac car, then it's painted, essentially, because the Vizac's exposed carbon or part of the pack. Why is it not all exposed? Why? It's like the, like it's like a trip. I just oh, I just don't like it. Speak to Porsche. I mean, they yeah, spent I should have asked. Millions question, yeah. on yeah. developing it, mate, and, and designing it. So, well, yeah. I think they got it wrong.
0: So- <laughs> 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 but yeah, so so that to it. But but otherwise, it, it 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 looked good. I mean, you know, some of the diesels you notice. You know, the active rear wing. You know, you yeah. see the little movements and the pistons and things like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it, mad, um, very cool. But cool to see in the flesh. And I say a, a prettier car. Um, Carrera You mentioned it already. Uh, funnily enough, annoyingly enough, they're doing the international press drives of that car here right now. Yes, <laughs> I did. Oh,
1: we've seen a couple on the
0: road. I did speak to Porsche at great length about this, but totally understandably, uh, it's a very small rotational, very small group um, or slots that they have for that car. Uh, and so uh, they have their UK tier A media, which is basically all the traditional journalists, which is totally fair enough. And I will wait. That car, it will be worth the weight that car. So I'm not, I'm not that devastated. But I, it's a car that I want to experience. So yeah, we've seen a few of them on the road. Actually, Angeles Crest Highway, one of the one of L.A.'s kind of go-to driving destinations, I guess, has been part of the Carrera T International Press Drives route. So we've seen quite a few of them, and we saw one at the show. Um, well, I know, I know what you think about the car. We discussed the car before on the podcast. All I would say is I think it's less impactful or or less impressive
1: then maybe it's prior generation. Am well, I being biased there? Well, no, not at all. Because when we saw it yesterday on the road, it wasn't until, it wasn't even me, it was you, looked really hard, you went, oh, that's the new Carrera T. It literally just could have been a nine eleven, Like, Literally. Where for some reason, the 991.2
0: generation was easier to identify. you spot it easier, yeah. You would spot it, oh, that's yeah. a Carrera T. Like, even actually up at the top of Angelis Crest, there was a, a silver 991.2. Yeah. And I went, oh, I saw, I saw it straight away. I went, oh, that's a Carrera T. So, yeah, it's lost something for some reason. But I'm still excited. I still definitely want to have a go in it. I still think it'll be a great proposition as much as you might slam it, but... Um The we saw a very very nice pastel blue colour.
1: Mm. It was a lovely colour, which actually, I think yeah, must was. have been a launch
0: colour for yeah, it. Yeah, really very nice. nice.
1: Yeah, pastel blue. That looked nice on a GC3 RS for oh, that, that, that colour, lovely. That with, colour. Uh, not maybe not black wheels. Maybe different different colour wheels. But getting yeah. some spec ideas. No, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud. No, mm. I won't I won't get one. Um, no, no, I won't get a GC3 RS. No chance. You've been not, black not, blacklisted. I have been blacklisted, i just not... Would you have one if you could
0: get one? Of course. Porsche dealers of the... You want a UK car, I'm guessing? Yeah, of course. Porsche dealers of the UK. Guildford, you're included.
1: I bought bought 20-odd cars from there, by the way. Oh. (laughs) No, I have... To be fair to Russell, I have spoke to Russell and said, like... Top ledge. They've not not had their allocation yet, so... Fine. Well, if um, anyone has had an allocation, if anyone has a slot,
0: this man right here will happily take the car off you for fifty grand over list, put it in your back pocket, and destroy its profit. It intended. Did you miss what I said? Yeah. You pay
1: fifty grand over list? Yeah. If someone wants cash, wants the fifty grand cash, no problem. You are too rich.
0: Are you serious? I said that to wind you up and you're like, yeah, no, cool. Yeah. You just got fifty grand laying around, you just give it to a salesman. Yeah. Bloody hell! Someone make a phone call, BTG at seenthroughglass.com dot com. You can have a fifty grand payday. <laughs> what you should today. have done,
1: if you had some brains, what you should have done is should have said twenty five grand over this and told me fifty and had twenty five grand in your bin. But problem is, is you're still learning. <laughs> I'll teach you thank you mate I'll make some notes
0: um, so yeah anyway that kind of sums up the Porsche stand at the LA Auto Show there were a few other bits they were launching the uh, the new Roof 10 which I think Brock's been involved in doing some of like that god we're giving Brock a lot of shout outs on this podcast today um, uh, so they have that on a Taycan they then a really nicely spec 992 Turbo S showing off the PTS range but let's move on from Porsche
1: oh that was lovely that car uh, by yeah, the way Turbo S was beautiful that was actually one of the nicest cars I've seen I agree I've yeah. uh,
0: super keen on that I actually just love a Turbo S uh, yeah. well spec Turbo S is so nice but come on we've been we've We've been talking about Porsche now for twenty minutes, so we we need to move on because there was lots of other stuff on the show. Let's get into your new obsession: trucks. Yeah, American trucks. Now, American viewers, how do you differentiate the difference between a pickup truck, an SUV? a lorry, like, like, like a bus, a bus,
1: like, like,
0: truck seems to be, uh, I think majority of the stuff does seem to be a, a pickup truck. Yeah. A flatbed truck or whatever you might call it. Yeah. But of course we've been cruising around the
1: Escalade. That's I think a truck as well. Do you call that an SUV? Like what? No, that's an SUV. I think that's an SUV. I mean, I I mean, in my book it's an SUV for sure. So we're calling trucks pickup trucks. Yeah. Yeah. A truck is a flatbed pickup. Yeah. So, like an Amarok that we'd get in the UK, or a or I mean, a
0: Ford Ranger, that, not an F one fifty.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, where does your obsession lie?
0: Are you into the trucks or are you into the big SUVs?
1: Well, I like that thing that we got. Yeah, Escalade V Series, Cadillac for driving down highways and using day to day as a bit of a family car as well. It's it's. Fine, it's perfect. The, the the the, I mean, we're going to do a video on this, aren't we? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, I won't, <laughs> to- I won't talk about it, but the the price is a question mark for me. But the the trucks, I assume they'll drive very similar. The pickup trucks, maybe not quite as well because they have different suspension, they'll have uh, they should have leaf spring suspension so you can load them up as opposed to normal car suspension, that Cadillac might even have air suspension, which is why it probably glides down the road. The trucks. The pickup, it does.
0: Yeah. Because I can adjust it.
1: Yeah, there you go. So the pickup trucks definitely won't have that. I wouldn't have thought we'd need to have a look, but um, they're a lot cheaper. The trucks. The trucks. Yeah. They're just like, for me, it's just a signal of America. It's like a black cab, or in London, a red bus in London. Yeah, yeah. It's like the you'll know, mate. And I, I've I've obsessed over the yellow school buses in America. <laughs> yes, I I've know. gone mad. You've gone I've mad. Oh, school bus. Because it's although I'd never seen one before, they're so familiar, so iconic, so iconic as well. Yeah, and the the pickup trucks are are the same, and they're so cool as well. Like all blacked out and jacked up, massive wheels and massive great big grills. Uh, When we've been following, you can see them a mile off coming from and towards you. It's madness, mate. I I mean... You've got so overexcited that you may have blown some people's headphones out. So just be
0: a little careful shouting into that (laughs) mic. Sorry about that. (laughs) But I love the enthusiasm. So, So, okay, so you lean towards the trucks because they are just America rather than the big SUVs. Theoretically,
1: yeah, and we haven't even seen the
0: best of them. I mean, at the show, there was that Dodge Ram. Was it a Ram Super Duty? Super Duty, which has got like the two wheels at the, or four wheels at the back, I guess. Yeah. So it's a six wheeler, and it was as long as a London bus. That and was what was huge. it? Was it thirty two thousand pound weight that it was pulling? Oh, yeah, it was incredible. It yeah. was incredible, and they looked amazing. It was in dark blue. They looked fantastic. Actually, all the Dodge trucks, I think, look incredible. Yeah, um, they were super super cool. Um, what was my point before that? I don't know, but I'm saying too. So, so you lean more towards the trucks than the SUVs? Well, I haven't, I haven't
1: driven them. I don't know. Which, by I the way, try. can I
0: apologise for that? I, that's a little bit my fault, only because this week I thought a truck would be less practical for us because of all my camera gear. You know, I, I wanted to have the security of a big boot and things like that, and also if we had to pick people up and things. And I know there will mainly double cabs, but I did want to try and arrange a truck for you, mm. but. Anyway, we ended up with the Escalade, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. It's just an excuse to come back. We've been talking about future America plans. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get you in a truck at some point, mate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once I drive one, I might change my mind. But as we speak today, I, I just love them. I love the look of them. And even if I didn't like the way I drive, I'd still like the way they look. You know what I mean? Well, one car, which maybe we talked about in the teaser last week, that has really blown you away, which you
0: were so dismissive of when I brought it up on the podcast six or nine months ago the new Ford Bronco. Yeah. And that's more of a, I guess, an SUV than a truck because, yeah. you know, it's a boxy old shape. And we're talking about the big Broncos, not the Bronco Sports. I'm
1: obsessed with that car. You are obsessed? Yeah. What, why do you like it so much? Love it. Just what? Like Because it's like... No, 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 because it looks like a truck from the front and then, but it's not as an SUV. So... Yeah, it looks like an actual, like a UK lorry, you mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
1: Perfect,
0: mate. It's massive. Yeah. And there is something about it, which is it's got a similar vibe to UK Defender, Land Rover Defender, where it just looks ready to take on the world. Like rugged. Yeah, yeah. if
1: there was a zombie apocalypse, you get in the Bronco, don't you? Yeah. You know, I just just plough through people. I'd love, I'd love to do like a comparison, like a real off-road comparison between that and a Defender and see which one's better to see whether the... Because I know it's bigger and bulkier, the, the Bronco, but we know that Land Rovers in general are the best off-road vehicles in the world.
0: I bet it. I bet they'd be as capable as each other. I I bet. So yeah. It has. So I haven't, I haven't quite fallen in love with the trucks as much as you. I've always appreciated them, but driving the Escalade, also loving the Bronco has of course got me thinking like, what is the equivalent? Like what, what's a similar experience in the UK? But They
1: can't be that bad. The trucks mate, because they are everywhere the americans oh, did, I did i say they no, were no, bad i said they were bad but what i'm just thinking in my Sorry, head like okay. like you know i haven't driven one yet but i mean they sell millions but dude like the, like the Escalade, like
0: okay we can see shortcomings in terms of the dynamics and maybe the drive isn't quite as good as a big range rover or or a big fancy bmw or whatever like that but as a wafter it's it's good it's it's great. And, In that truck, if you're just here just bashing over the massive curbs that you find in California and cruising around and going through a massive drive through stuff like that, why not? Mm. You feel huge. It's almost like guys who ride massive Harleys. Yeah, You know, there's something about the bigger the truck. I mean, it is, to be fair though, I would love to say it's a real stereotypical, like it's all dudes. We have seen plenty of women driving huge trucks. All sorts of people. You know, it would be easy to be like, oh, it's a bit of a small penis syndrome, no, <laughs> you know, no, no. it would there be such an is. easy thing to say, yeah, yeah. but it's really not, like, it's just no, everyone no. here is, is driving these massive trucks, it's it's empowering, it is yeah. empowering when you're behind the wheel of them, so it's just a cool experience, Yeah, and so that's what I was trying to think, like, okay, well, how do I go home and have the same experience, and the only car that I could settle on was V8 Defender, V8 110 Defender.
1: The, the thing is, as well, which is really odd, this country's so deceiving because of how big everything is here, roads and whatnot. Like, that Cadillac we've been driving, it is huge. Like, one of the biggest cars I've ever driven. It's it's like, it's honestly like a van. It is huge. But on the highway, on the roads, it doesn't feel big. <laughs> no, here, it's it normal. It just feels completely mm, normal. Mm. So, and even though it dwarfs a Defender or or most other cars... It just feel it f- completely fits in here, yeah. so it's really like it's a really weird concept. And there's
0: something as well in our experience. We've had the one with the hot engine, so it's huge and shouty and powerful. And okay, you know, in our country, it probably is Eurus or or or, no, Antegua, it's, not or it's not. It's it's V8 Defender, isn't it? There's not there's not much else similar that you can explain what the experience is like of being in a massive brute of a car.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it doesn't. The thing is, the they do a six hundred or a five hundred of that Cadillac. Is it a?
0: Yeah, a less pa- a less powerful, a less, not not a V series, basically. Yeah, not
1: yeah. a V series. Well, that one probably is more quiet and more more refined, refined, which would be more like a Range Rover. You know, we're saying it's not a land, more like a Range Rover because it's a lairy, shouty one, yeah, shouty. You know, you go anywhere near the accelerator, it just barks at you. Bah, bah, all over I the love place. It. The yeah, startup yeah, yeah. is outrageous. It's outrageous. It's a bit like an SVR. Yeah, it's like from, an SVR from that idea. from that respect. So. Maybe maybe the normal one, the, the more comfortable, luxury one, maybe that is like a Range Rover. But that's not the experience I want. I want the shouty one.
0: I'm just trying to give myself an excuse
1: to buy a V8 110 Defender,
0: <laughs> Tony, and you keep taking me off track, keep having these random conversations about other things. Can you just say, yes, Sam, you should get a V8 110 Defender. That's perfect.
1: But I'm not sure your uh, wife will let you. She won't. She, just, because just, she absolutely won't. Because in a four or five minute conversation yesterday that me and you had off camera, you'd spent... 350 grand on cars I bought a Dakar and a V8 110 defender. and you got a duty free car <laughs> yeah I'm dead so, I'm dead so I, I mean welcome to my life
0: you, <sighs> I just get in things and just love them and just want, and just want them
1: and a divorce if you get divorced <laughs> that's more than 350 grand
0: fair and she'll take the cars with her
1: yeah <laughs> Okay, good point.
0: Okay, so look, let's move on. What else did you see at the show which you remember standing out to you? What what caught
1: your eye? Well, we saw that uh, Corolla thing.
0: Oh, yes. So the Toyota GR Corolla. Yeah. Because here in the US, they don't get the Yaris. GR Yaris, hugely popular hatchback in the UK. It's too small for this
1: country though, right? Too small, too no. small. We'd figured that out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the, they get the Corolla instead, four-door version. I think the proportions make way more sense. Like for me, that's the one thing that's held the Yaris back. Is, is I just think it looks a bit too squished, like like those big flared rear arches. Like it, it's never quite worked for me. Where I think the Corolla looks incredible. Okay, but we're not getting the Corolla, so it's it's a sort of a bit of a non plus conversation. But what, what did you think about seeing it? Don't don't compare it to markets for here in America. What did you think about it?
1: Uh, for America, um, yeah, why not? Yeah. As in, you're not, they're not getting the Yaris because no one would buy the Yaris. They knew that Europe would buy the Yaris and wouldn't buy the Corolla because there's, the market's too saturated for the for the Corolla in Europe, and they haven't really got huge, huge competition for that size car in this country. We did see the Golf R there, so obviously, and the Golf GTR, they new Civic Type R, and the new that 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 I think that's probably its main competitor, yeah. the Civic Type R, which is. Cool car. They look fairly similar. Weirdly, yeah, yeah, they do. And the the obviously the 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 two golfs. We haven't seen any real hot hatches here, apart from some civics. We haven't seen a great deal of hot hatches. Maybe we're in the wrong part of America, by the way. So, um, yeah, it th- that caught my eye. That car, in terms of, I completely understand why it's here and not in the UK, and vice versa for the Yaris. It sure. makes complete sense. Yeah.
0: A yeah, good-looking car, and good-looking formula, as we know from the Yaris. Yeah. What about the new Z, the new Nissan Z? Yeah, a- again,
1: similar to the Corolla, mate. <laughs> Call for here, as in... But do you not... Uh, sorry, I interrupted you. No, 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 I know what you're going to say. Why don't we have it in the UK? I would buy that car. But you would be the only one. That's the problem. The What was the last...
0: Was it the 370Z? Yeah. Was the outgoing one? Yeah, not a particularly popular car. The don't alternative choice... So, yeah, of course, you know, Nissan are cleverer than I am and when they're going to go, well, we, we only sold 10 of those in the last four years, so I'm going to do that one. But it is a cool cut to, to, to desire. I, I think it makes sense, doesn't it? A 400 horsepower manual rear wheel drive, relatively light
1: modern car that's got retro lines. Like, for us or for here? No, I think for us, like, why? No, it's not. Why not? Because the, 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 the competition in our country is saturated What that. is the competition for that, though? Well, oh, take your pick, mate. Take any coupe car, the Supra, um, which they don't sell millions of. They off, don't sell millions of, no. But but that would be, a, I would say, that would be a very direct rival. Sure. The Z4, though it's a convertible, the BMW, yeah, which they do sell enough of. Um, if you're going a little bit more practical, you'd have an M car. Okay. Um, M- M2? Is that a bit too yeah, pri- I mean, no, too yeah, pricey these days. No, yeah, no, no, but but that's about right. The C forty three is probably in that bracket. Make the, the list goes on. Yeah, but Audi S five.
0: I would. Assu- I think the cars that you'd mentioned are probably going to be a lot more expensive. That my thought being, as a potentially more affordable driver's car, you've also got the gr the new gr eighty six as well that we did see, which I think is very. Boring-looking car, well, but that sells be, in our country. That does sell in our country. Yeah, it does. Um, super and so 4 I think you, you, you've hit the nail on the head, and I overlooked. But but I just think at a, I actually don't know what the price would have been of the Nissan Z. But let's say it was sub fifty k. There's not a load of four hundred horsepower, uh,
1: sub fifty k sports cars. The, the 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 biggest problem as well with that fifty k ish market in the UK coupe market is hot hatches. Mm. that's the biggest problem because they don't buy a lot over here. We buy millions we buy of millions. hot hatches of UK.
0: But if you want something, if you're in the market for something a bit sporty and a bit cool, circa 50K, I don't think a hot hatch is, is cool enough if you're kind of a real enthusiast. Yes, it's practical. Yes, it's fantastic. Yes, you can throw it down a road probably quicker than most other things. Actually, it's the best thing in the UK. But speaking from my own prior experience, that's why I ended up in a TTS which is essentially still a hatchback. That's another, that's another car that will compete with it, up, by the way. For sure, okay. Yeah. Um, is this, can you still go and buy a
1: TTS new? I don't think you can buy them no. new anymore.
0: But, but you know, that and that's what those cars offer, because I think you want something which is a bit sportier. It's where the Alpine or the 4C was always something which was kind of interesting and exciting, because it gave you the idea of being a sporty coupe or mid-engine car, but not for all the money. And that's why I thought, that Nissan could be cool if it ended up in the but UK. But you've
1: you've literally hit the nail on the head there, or made it really easy for me to summarise it up. They don't sell any of them Alpines. Mm, they don't yeah. sell them. They don't sell that Alpha anymore. They just don't sell it anymore. Yeah. The TT, which was a very very good selling car in our country, they don't sell it no more. Yeah, that's fair. So for a particular sp- specific person, me. <laughs>
0: basically, yeah. and five of my mates, then, like, I think that's yeah, it. it. it's perfect, but <laughs> yes.
1: for the mass, yeah. it's, it's it's not, they're just, there's so, and as well, don't forget, in our country, mate, SUVs are huge, mm. in our country, it's, and all the hot SUVs, you know, the, 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 um, the RSQ free, and there's a lot, you know, the list goes yeah. on, yeah. people buy them now, they just do. No, like, no, I, I,
0: I know, I know you're right, and I'm the fool, who sits there, getting over excited about cars, you know, theoretically, because I'm actually never going to go out and buy them. I just like the idea. You of them, Buy one so. and have it here. Leave yeah. It here. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Well, yeah.
1: Well, you spent three hundred grand. You might spend another fifty. I don't know
0: what. Well, I did like the look of that, and I've always liked the look of that. Um, we saw a few interesting, kind of like future concepty bits and bobs. We saw the Hyperion, which is a a sort of hypercar, but it's really advertising hydrogen fuel cell technology. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting And there. I think, I get the feeling they're trying to do a kind of Rimac-style business where they are going to use the car to make a lot of noise for the tech with the hope that other manufacturers come along and say, oh, we want to buy your powertrain. I get I get the feeling that's what yeah. they're trying to do.
1: I'll tell you what else we've noticed. While you're on that subject, I'll tell you what else we've noticed in this country as well. There's a, there's a few electric car companies in this country that we've never, ever heard of, but they're here, prominent, selling cars. Well, I, I'd heard of a
0: few. Like, well, well, I hadn't. Only to be fair, because of the legends that are Matt farrow and Spike's Car Radio, yeah. you know, because I'm an avid listener. We just don't um, get them in Europe well, Yeah, so you're all. talking of Rivian, of course, who do their big electric pickup truck I'd here. heard of them. Um, Lucid is the other one. It never was just, heard of it. You'd never heard of it. Vinfast, we saw there, which we Yeah. I, I'd never heard of Vinfast. I wasn't aware of Vinfast. And there are a handful of others as a well that are up and running and building proper cars. Yeah. People are buying and they're on the road and we were like... Whoosh. Yeah. It seems to be a real hub for... I mean, I think China are doing a lot of electric vehicles, but also out here in California or in America, seems to be a
1: lot of new electric car brands. Well, for sure. And I'll tell you what. why we're quickly on the subject of electric cars. A car that we did see there that is available in our country is that Hyundai Ionic five. Oh my god. And everyone went mad. I mean I've got one in stock at the moment. I've oh, not driven Convenient. Done- <laughs> oh, there's <laughs> one car I do want to bring up. <laughs> I've not I've not driven it yet, but okay. I, I have a friend of mine that uses one every day and he says it's amazing and it's obviously well received in America as well because it's a car that's been out a little while, a year or so. People were all over it, mate.
0: Yeah, we've seen quite a few of them on the roads, yeah. and, and on, on the stand at the, st- the show. People were non-stop all around. There was always a crowd. It was a bit like the mirror at Goodwood that year. It was always a crowd, always a buzz, people getting in and out of it. And I assumed, coming here this week, we were going to see Teslas everywhere. All the while. I literally thought, like, yeah. every third car was going to be a Tesla. Yeah. I feel like i see more Teslas in the UK than I've mm. seen in LA this week. Yeah. But we've seen a lot of those Hyundai Onyx, 100%. Yeah. And
1: what we have seen a lot of as well, I mean, I have seen a few more over the last couple of days, but... When I first come here for the first couple of days, all we saw was Japanese and American cars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know what how much of the American audience listened to this podcast, but why have you all got only really Japanese and American cars? Predominantly, I know there are German stuff here and, and there's certain electric cars, but... It's, it's all you see on the road. Well, we're going to ask everyone. We're going to ask one at the live event. That's yeah. a
0: big thing we're going to do. So we obviously have our, our live podcast event coming up here in LA, and I think that's one big thing that we want to discuss. Yeah, is the car scene here and what that breakdown is. So hold hold your responses, American audience, because um, you can get in on the mix when we when we ask the audience uh, next week, and you can and uh, see what they have to say and see if you agree with it. But. Um, yeah, so so we saw we saw what what other sort of future concepts we saw that, that charge cars thing that Mustang sort of esque project that electric vintage classic looking Mustang which was a ground up build it's not a resto mod it's kind of a fresh new car but it's got the lines and the body and the shape of a classic I think '60s Mustang with a load of sort of driver focused tech. Um, very expensive thing very uh, expensive. three or four hundred thousand pounds I think it was half nearly half a million nearly half a million yeah. but but when you sort of looked at it and heard what's going into it you said it's got similar suspension to a GT3 setup, yeah. like the development you know it's a, it's a proper McPherson suspension It had proper yeah. project like proper pro- and it was impressive I thought you know it, it looked beautiful the details uh, everything that we were t- discussed about but you know all the cash um, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with them but, for it, sure. but,
1: they, but it has to be all the cash mate because of the money that they would have spent to try and develop that car and they're only making 500 units that's you're right so it's got to be a lot of money from one to try and make some money or try and get some money back so it's not like a a gulf where they make millions and millions of them and you know over a period of time as the models being delivered they start to get their money back you know so they don't get their money back straight away No, good point. And and we've had that discussion before. Yeah. Even though it's not a resto mod, uh,
0: anything that's like the small production, whatever, they they gotta charge a lot of money, which is a shame because it's a cool thing. Um, So you know, it it, it changes, makes it um, uh, targeted at a certain group of people. Yeah. What about that solo thing? You remember that the little pizza delivery city? That was so cool. It was like, how would you describe it? It was. A sort of like a little electric motorbike. Yeah, but With but a but a yeah, sort of a car like it was a a vehicle, an inner city vehicle, uh, electric powered, little cabin that you'd sit in, and I think three wheels, maybe, or maybe they'd have four wheels, and they dressed one up for Pizza Hut as like a pizza delivery yeah. vehicle,
1: and it made a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, as and it was a little, it was a three wheeler. What's that little? um Citroen thing that does the 40, AMI AMI or the uh, AMI, AMI. does forty mile range. I bet that's what them little solos yeah, do. Little, yeah. but that's perfect, mate. If you're perfect. a Deliveroo driver or you know you're just in the city and you work three or four miles away every day, and you could you know you just want to charge it up at home, it's probably perfect. I mean, you could almost pick it up. Yeah, <laughs> it, no, looked, it was tiny. Wasn't it, it
0: looked adorable, but yeah. amazing, and made a lot of sense. And actually, you know, this a big theme I think of of this auto show was. You know EVs because California is one of the biggest EV market in the world. I think it's the yeah, third said, yeah. biggest buyer of EVs or, or or registered EVs in the world. And, and it's, it's just a state. It's, a state. it's not yeah. even a country. So yeah. huge here. So most of the stands were focusing on future tech. Although uh, we haven't seen any. What do you mean, Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's how many people and
0: how many cars are on the road here. Yeah, I mean, you know, the third biggest in the world. And we're like, oh, there's a V8, there's a V8. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a V6, is it? Oh, speaking of V6s, weirdly, this made me think of it. Genesis, what about that amazing Genesis concept thing, that beautifully sculpted, I can't remember what they called it, but remember we saw on the Genesis stand, it was that kind of green roastery. It was really pretty. We went over to the stand and said, look at that. Did we? Yeah. Oh, well, clearly it didn't make an impact on you, but... I think Genesis cars are very, very good looking. We saw one mm. up at the Angeles Crest and he had a big old yeah. V6 in it. You
1: know what they remind me of? They remind me of a bit of the um, Infinity. Do you Yes, the yes. You're so right. Yeah. They're Similar remind, vibe. Yeah. They, they don't, we don't get them in our country anymore, obviously, but I think they're still here. I think you still yeah, get Yeah, I think them. you can still It's into. a big American company. So um, uh, you've missed one. What have I missed? The. F-150 lightning. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> yes. So because of Tony's obsession with uh, the Bronco, we went and did the Bronco experience, which, which is was super cool. Mega. Super cool. Like we both, absolutely pooed ourselves but had, had a great time but whilst we were doing that they were running alongside the F-150 Lightning Experience, which is the electric F-150 one of the world's best selling vehicles um, and Icon this is the, this is, is now the world's best selling vehicle the, uh, is it? I, I couldn't remember yeah. so I went for the safe yeah. one of <laughs> um, but yeah this is the electric version which Joe Biden helped to launch President Biden did he? oh no I've done my American accent again everyone's going to turn off uh, sorry guys Yeah, I fell into that yeah, I, I mean I might just drop the mic now <laughs> as well
1: <laughs> just go on.
0: Go. Um, but but yeah, and, and it's a really impressive thing actually because Ford, I mean, God, Ford, well, they know what they're doing. But the way that people use trucks in this country is beyond just driving to Starbucks. Oh, yeah. You know, people live off their trucks and, and power businesses from their trucks. And so by going electric, they knew that it had to be able to offer that. So it's got a whole separate power supply its own other battery generator, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. But they were doing... Launches weren't they? Launch wow. control. Demonstrate. We'll have bloody heavy and huge that thing is. It takes off.
1: <laughs> what happened the first time it went? Do you yeah, remember? Like a, well, yeah, you like it was like a stab rat the way it drove <laughs> off, were not it? You went, oh my god, what <laughs> because I wasn't really that.
0: I wasn't big attention. I just saw this thing go. Yeah, and I, was, and I looked and, and I just saw this F one hundred and fifty hurtling. It's indoors. This is an indoor test track. Yeah. I was like, oh, something's gone wrong. Someone's about to die. Something's gone wrong. <laughs> But he was just doing a launch control. And then we saw they put like four or five lads in.
1: They went around the little thing. And the lights went bing,
0: bing, bing, bing. And he just went...
1: But it is concerning, mate, when they're that fast, them things. Because in general, pickup trucks, especially in our country, they're really not... Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere in terms of speed? No. Yeah. They're just not... I mean, Slow diesels. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that flew, mate. It... Paloo. Yeah. Like, like easily sports car. Yeah. Oh acceleration. Yeah, yeah. The torque must be insane. In a three and a half ton truck. I mean, it's not funny.
0: Well, you know, it
1: could easily thing. go wrong, couldn't it? Yeah.
0: I don't know what the, I don't know what they priced that at, but it's a good looking thing. And you know, it's been interesting. You know, we, we've always, well, we've spoken a lot about electric vehicles on this podcast. And Have we? we yeah. <laughs>
1: when? was that?
0: We've been very vocal about them over the years. But it's been quite interesting being here and meeting different companies and talking to different people and, and understanding what the perception of EVs are here and seeing the different applications of it at the auto show. And, you know, we've long said that we're not sitting here going, EVs don't make sense at all, that there's no use for them in certain situations for sure. And actually to see a company like Ford being clever about how Electric vehicles can be used, and also you know solo and charge cars. But
1: not just Ford mate. Basically, everyone at the stand. Yeah, every show, everyone at the show. Yeah, everyone at the show, they had an electric car. Yeah. more than one for sale, yeah. available. Agreed. So, yeah. No, it was,
0: it was, it was interesting from that point of view. So we, you know, we, we, we always like being educated. And actually speaking of education, remember we met with our friend for the video. I'm going to stay quiet about it. And he told us about his his, his JDM mate, his JDM mate. Oh yeah. Who said we might be able to get on the podcast. Apparently this guy is like a professor of JDM. Yeah. So you can't go in on him. He's like the world's leading expert in JDM. And because of some prior comments on, well, mainly my side, but both of us. We've both agreed that we need to be educated in the world of JDM. I've often said that. I've said that so many times on the main channel that I will put my hands up in a heartbeat that I don't know enough about Japanese cars. It's not my part of the car world. I am, and f- I want to learn. I would love to yeah. learn. And you were all very rude and very mean to me I... about some comments that I made. Yeah. So I thought we would get a, a Japanese car expert on to yeah. have a chat, and we think we found the guy. That was exciting. Yeah. Actually. So we'll see. I think we try and get him on. I think we try and get him on. Um, But anyway, that that kind of was our auto show experience. We're actually going back, so I say we're doing a little bit of work with auto show, which is great and one of the reasons why we're here. We've also got our our live event, which we're very excited about. We went down to the Myers Manx Cafe at the Peterson Museum. Check it out. What a cool spot that is. A really cool, cool vibe. Inspired us quite a bit, actually. And, and, and we were very excited. So we can't wait for our live event. Um, that would be cool. By this point, it would have already happened. So um, that episode will be with you next week. Um, as I say, apologies that our interview episodes uh, aren't necessarily coming, but, but we will be working hard. We are already motivated and excited to come back here to America and to Los Angeles as soon as possible. And we are looking and trying to arrange some interview slots in the UK with some exciting people. So that mm-hmm. will all happen in time. Um, apart from that, I don't think there's much else we we can update you on. We've got lots to update you on.
1: But all that content is coming to the main channel. Yeah, we don't want to overlay, you want say. To,
0: Yeah, exactly, because then you're, you're not going to watch the main videos.
1: We don't want <laughs> to shoot Sam in the
0: foot. I'll tell you what we can do. Let's reveal... Because I probably have on Instagram by now. Let's reveal the two cars that we we took up Angel's Crest, the, the American sports cars. Come on then. Because yes, we got hold of Shelby GT500, Ford yep. Mustang, yep, and the new C8 Corvette Stingray, not the Z06, just the standard car. That's not out that car yet, is it? Or it's been released? But but, the Z06, yeah. I don't think people have taken delivery yet. Right sort of been launched and unveiled and press drives have happened, but I don't think, I don't think customer deliveries have happened yet, or if they have, they're like happening right now. So yeah, so we took those two cars. We did actually a poll here on the podcast channel, asking you guys what kind of American cars you wanted to see Tony mainly drive, but, but, but us experience. A lot of you said Hellcat. I actually did try and find us a Hellcat, which I thought would be hilarious, but as a hilarious, it would have been hilarious for about 30 minutes, and then it would have been a bit a bit annoying. We wanted to test drive, firstly, two cars that were available also in Europe, because, of course, our audience is a global one, um, but also cars that we were particularly interested in because they're available in Europe. The Shelby GT500 is not, but, of course, the Mustang is, uh, and the Corvette Stingrays as well. So
1: Yeah, we wanted to take one that we... We wanted to take two that we thought were half comparable to... European cars, right? Yeah, that because as well. That's yeah, a, that's our that. Well, it's definitely my comparison, as in that's what I'd have been, or that's what I will put them up against. There's there's nothing that competes with a Hellcat.
0: <laughs> if you're American, you know what I mean, and yeah. if you're not American, I'm sure you can imagine. So, yeah. those are our two cars. So so more to come on that. Um, When's um, that going out? When are we doing uh, that? I, yeah, I don't know. I've lost track. I don't really know who I am away. I don't now, know what date is doing. I don't know what it is. But go out and
1: do another video in a minute. But that's what I say. I do know what date because we have
0: got dinner the other side of town, and on the way there, we're going to be doing our Escalade V Series review. We're going to do it as a bit of a one take, bit of an extended podcast episode. Just talk about our week with that car because it has been awesome and, and and where it sits within this SUV world. So that will be a cool video coming soon. So we're going to do free videos today, guys. Yeah, free. we are, we are smashing it out of the park. We're here. To work and that's what we're doing but anyway we hope you've enjoyed this episode the first proper full-length episode from here in la uh, as i say we'll be back with our live podcast with tony rating some poor americans right cannot wait for that oh, well i really hope people bring some juicy stuff it'll be so long nice if they all turn up in gt3s but <laughs> which, which could happen in la you never know right <laughs> Hey, we know you love a Porsche. Oh, I'm doing the accent again. So, hey, we know you love a Porsche. We bought your favourite car. That would be so nice. Someone did text me saying, oh, Sam, can I bring my 360? I said,
1: no. I said, bring a Camaro. <laughs> bring a Pontiac ma- Can Firebird. you imagine if everyone turned up in Caymans and M2s? Oh, my.
0: <laughs> at that point, we'd never do a live event again. Um, but yeah, so we're very excited for that. If you want to uh, get more of a sneak peek or a tease on any of the stuff we've been up to, uh, head over and check out our Instagram pages because we've been posting content from whilst we're here. Uh, Tony's at Record. Tony, Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms. Uh, Subscribe now if you're watching on YouTube, turn on notifications uh, and also keep following us if you're listening to us on audio platform. Uh, Post our live uh, event from here in LA. We have a a big announcement coming actually uh, for for some more uh, exciting things happening to and around the podcast uh, in the future. So make sure you're staying tuned and keeping your ears and eyes open for that. We'll be back with you with another episode next week. Bye bye. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe may be your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.